What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Sports Podcast. As always, your boy Don here in L.A., and I got my partner in crime, Albert, in uh, beautiful Sacramento. What's up, man? How you been? What's happening, brother? Doing well, doing well. How you been? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, enjoying the summer, trying to beat the heat as best as possible. Uh, I know it's been fucking blazing probably up there in Sacramento. We've been getting some heat down here. Um, yeah, I know it's hot as hell up there. I forgot. I, I saw you in the flesh couple weeks last week that's right that's right baby yeah that's right i did i had to go up there and (laughs) some some uh some skin to skin contact man (laughs) for sure for sure it's always good good uh hanging out my boy in the flesh and uh seeing what sacramento is all about um obviously like we talked um what a non-sport issue but we talked about what happened in sacramento right like the the whole shooting that happened in, in the downtown area that was not too far from my hotel room, that was pretty That's gnarly. Wild. That's, yeah, That's that wild. was pretty nuts, man. I mean, it's just kind of scary, right? Not to get into too much into that, but, like, that's – obviously, that's happening across the country. It's pretty wild. Um, but nonetheless, it was good seeing you, good seeing, you know, some familiar faces that uh, I was uh, around for many, many years of my life. But uh, without further ado, um, let's get into it. Obviously, the last couple of episodes has been a little bit, you know, choppy, a little few breaks here. But a lot of the episodes have been kind of tailored to fantasy football, whether it's dynasty or redraft. I think uh, this time would be fun to kind of get back into as a mid-summer. We get a lot of rooms across the board for all the major sports, kind of cover all those bases and kind of analyze or discuss, you know, some of those rumors and and some of the things that actually are factual that have happened across the board. So, Without further ado, I think uh, we always got to start off with our main baby, and that's uh, the NFL. Um, yes, sir. Quarterback. Quarterback. Obviously, you know, the biggest position in the sport. Uh, let's start off with Baker Mayfield. Um, obviously, we know in the offseason, Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, rightfully so, and probably still still rightfully so, right? Even though I missed all the rumors, all the skepticism because of all the, you know, allegations and whatnot. Yeah, that's but, uh, Yeah. From what they pay, it's hard to argue that. But like, just from marginal—not marginal—it's a huge upgrade talent. And uh, yeah, Watson to Mayfield—that is such a big upgrade. So I see why the Browns do it. With suspension coming, um, I don't know if it'll justify the pay, but it, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that that goes. But yeah, Baker was bound to be traded, and he eventually did, and now he has a home with Carolina. Right. What, so what do you – okay, so Baker Mayfield – okay, just the facts, right? Baker Mayfield traded to uh, the Carolina Panthers for the conditional fifth-round pick in 2024 that for some variables could turn into a fourth-round pick. I think it's based off starts or whatever the case may be. But nonetheless, 2024, kind of mid-late pick for Baker Mayfield. Obviously, we know Baker Mayfield, he's had, you know, the shoulder injury and then kind of the performance hasn't been there, in, at least in the last year or two for him. And then also he's, you know, um, a free agent to be, right? And he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. So there's obviously risk, risk there as well, coming off the injury, the performance and all that. So I guess fourth and, or the fifth round pick is probably, you know, on base for Baker Mayfield. I guess what do you think this means for Carolina Panthers? Because the rumor is is that this is still an open competition. Do you think that's all flop? Do you think that's no, just yeah, – uh, de- It definitely should be open competition if Sam Darnold outperforms – him he should start I, I think I mean Baker right. Mayfield was the was the first pick and then Darnold was the third pick in that draft right so now they have two of the top three picks in the 2018 draft um right. yeah yeah Carolina owes nothing to Donald owes nothing to Mayfield so so yeah now the best man win I don't know how well Mayfield makes their record overall maybe like a buy a win or two if he does does win the uh, competition um, but it's a, it's, it's a it's a solid move. I like what they did. They didn't give up much. If he's healthy and he starts, it'll be a fourth round pick. If uh, Darnold wins the competition or Mayfield gets hurt for a few games, it'll turn to a fifth. Not a crazy price to, for a quarterback in the league. That's a former number one overall pick. Um, so it's a it's a it's a solid solid addition. But I don't know if it solves their future at quarterback is my biggest issue. They're kind of just. They're swimming, swimming, yeah. Just, yeah, swimming uphill battle. Uh, I don't know. Eventually, they'll have to pick top three to get a quarterback that they want. Like, 
I don't know, they might be better off. I know their ownership wants to win now and their coaches is on the hot seat. So they couldn't tank for a top three pick and get CJ Stroud or something like that. Um, that would have been ideal and probably best for their future, but they got Baker instead. So um, they'll try to work it for magic with him. Um, and they got a healthy C-Mac and, uh, and uh, DJ Bourne. Robbie Anderson will be a lot better this year with him. They've always had terrible quarterback play. They've been bottom five quarterback play for as long as c mac has been around. So now they'll have at least a top 20 quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to their weapons offensively, at least. Uh, I don't know about their team. They're going to be a lot better right. overall, but, like, their weapons all around them should be better. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I think I think this is a low risk move that you you make, right? Because yeah, low risk. Um, giving away the fifth pick, fifth round pick in the 2024 draft, 2024 draft, um, it, it's there's not a lot of risk associated with it, right? Obviously, you know, there's no pressure uh, to play Baker Mayfield if the you know production is not there, if he's not healthy, whatever the case may be. So I think this was the right move for both parties. I think the Browns. Obviously, they didn't have a lot of leverage. They wanted to kind of get rid of yeah. this issue, right? They've already got enough distractions on their on their plate, right? So obviously, getting rid of Baker Mayfield, getting some level of a pick for him, obviously made sense on their end. So it makes you know some sense probably for both teams. And then obviously, you have Matt Corral in the mix. So with that being yeah. said, Matt Corral, obviously Corral, the pick, you know, third round pick, ninety fourth overall um out of Ole Miss so what do you think if you are from a fantasy perspective I know I'm just kind of spitballing this if you had to own one of them which one would it be right now mm. I don't know if I could pick up Matt Carell he's definitely gonna be a free agent like I'm not I don't think I'll draft him with one of my 17 picks or how big the roster is gonna be in your football team uh right. Darnold has a little bit better rushing perspective but that doesn't really matter because C-Mac's gonna be healthy so I probably yep. Baker 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 little higher draft capital. Uh, I'll probably go Baker, but yeah, he'll be definitely a late round pick, obviously. Um, I'll yeah. Baker. Yeah, I think I, I, I would he's, say, I, yeah. He's a, he's a proven, a little better, barely, like not barely, a proven track record. Darnold hasn't done anything really, and he's just all based off of uh, physical attributes with him. So, but Baker, I'll, I'll pick him up, I guess, if uh, I had to pick one of the three. Yeah, yeah. Gun to the head. I, I'm taking Baker Mayfield. I think he's got the highest ceiling. and I, I don't know how high that ceiling is, but he's definitely got the highest ceiling of the three in terms of redraft league. So Baker Mayfield is a pick. We'll see how that pans out. I think it's, uh, a, it's a wake up call to him, you know, it's a wake up call. Like you got traded, you're number one overall pick. Um, you, you're one team away from being a, a, a backup forever. And I don't know if I can see him as a backup with his like his personality. Uh, exactly. he's supposed to be, he does have a like that was one of the things when he got drafted, like, oh, yeah, he's got that it backer. He's got that swag kind of. But, like, he, rumor has it, it's been like he's been a locker room problem. And none of his teammates seem to like him that much over there in, in Cleveland. But uh, I can see, honestly, we're, we're, we're fucking fans. So, I, I mean, we don't, we're not in the locker room. But yeah. just from what I've seen, I can see, like, me, like, not, like, meshing like, with this guy. He's like, yeah, it's too much, like, you know? From what we've seen, it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll shut the fuck up because I need to get my money as, like, a receiver, running back, or whatever I am. But, like, no, no, he ain't my guy. That's not my guy. That's my guy because it has to be, but that's not my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel For it. sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we'll see how it pans out. I think um, we're probably in agreement with this. That this doesn't really do much at all. If anything, it's kind of a, probably a lateral move in terms of the exactly. people around him. Fantasy, like Chris McCaffrey, DJ Moore. We know DJ Moore. Chris McCaffrey, they've had that level of success for pretty much bottom of the fucking barrel quarterback. So I think it's pretty much the same. Nothing really gets elevated as much. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with Robbie Anderson, but I think it's pretty much status quo in terms of, you know, C-Mac, DJ Moore, and all the other. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it affects C-Mac as much, maybe, um, but I think it's more. Instead of him being like a fourth-round receiver, I could see him getting bumped up the third round. Um, game bumped up five spots in like in the wide receiver rankings, four spots in the wide receiver rankings. But uh, yeah, I'm a little, a little more excited for DJ Moore for sure. Okay, all right, fair enough. So now, now that we've gotten that kind of uh, out of the way, that was kind of a, one of the dominoes, right? And we've all been waiting on what's going to happen with Jimmy G. So Jimmy G, Jimmy obviously, G. Trey Lance uh, is the guy. He every and every all signs indicate that this is finally the year where. Uh, uh, that this is going to be the guy. This is going to be a start, day one. So now the question is, what happens with Jimmy G? And obviously, a little background, he had the shoulder injury that probably stalled some talks, right? Obviously, you yeah. know you're going to get traded. 
You have to go through physicals. You have to go through all of that to make sure that he's healthy and to maximize his value. So now he's at a point where uh, the suitors, in terms of his cap, his cap hit, right? As as around right now, I think his cap hit is like twenty six million. Obviously, that'll be negotiated on and on the trade, depending on who's going to how much the Niners are going to take on and how much the the end user is going to take on as well. And I think, believe if they drop him before week one, I think the cap hit was only like one or two million. But obviously, yeah. they would get nothing. They would get nothing for him. Um, so you're the Niner fan. You're the subject matter expert. Where hmm. do you see? I, I mean, maybe Seattle's like the only drop in the bucket. What do you see happening with Jimmy G? What's going to happen, my man? Uh, well, it's going to happen by the end of this month. Um, they finally had to wait for him to get healthy. And reports say he's been throwing these past couple of weeks. Um, so now he can pass a physical. And if he does pass a physical, he, they can cut him with not as much money guaranteed to him. Um, right. But it's so hard to see him get traded, even though I ultimately see him getting traded just because one of the teams that don't think they'd be able to sign him will, will trade for him. You know, like uh, if you're a team that doesn't think they'd be, Jimmy will be interested as much in them, uh, they might make a little low ball offer. And ultimately, it's, it's, it's a weird position for the Niners too, because like, like this might be a little far-fetched, but if, they, if he stays with the roster and it owes him that full amount throughout the whole year, and he signs with another team the next year, um, they'll get a third-round comp pick most likely. Right. Right? Right. Because right. the amount of money he'll sign next year to another team. So that's a third-round comp pick. Like, I don't really see the Niners getting a third-round pick right now and just a straight-up deal with, with another team. It'll be close. Maybe third, third, fourth um, uh, yeah. conditional pick. Um, but, yeah, like you said, the Seahawks – that's another sticky scenario too, because in the same division. Um, but I, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. Trade him to the Seahawks. I, yeah, I don't care. Whoever offers the most, like Seahawks, whatever. He can have them. Jimmy G does not scare me as a Niners fan. Um, and then Cleveland Browns. If you're there at the Niners front office, you gotta be praying that Deshaun Watson gets a big suspension. Because if they do, they're totally in win down mode because what they paid for Deshaun Watson, and they have some cap space. Um, they're only playing right. Deshaun Watson one million now um, or this year. Um, so that could be a scenario. Depends how much he gets suspended for, um, and then maybe like out, out, outside shot with like the Patriots, a backup Mac Jones, maybe Tom Brady. That'd be super weird with the Bucks, but it could work out. You got him for long term, and Brady's not guaranteed to play next year. So there's some scenarios there. You got to go fishing a little bit, but there's some scenarios. But ultimately, you're gonna have to do a Baker Mayfield scenario where you each t- each party pays a little bit of the salary because he's not a 26, 24 million quarterback right now. He's gonna take eight million, eight million, six million, and you're gonna have to end up paying him six to eight to four million for this year. Um, but I, I think there's a sort of hope for him to be traded. Um, but it's gonna happen right. within four camp because if he's on the roster at camp, I don't see him reporting to camp. That's what's gonna be weird. It's, unnecessary drama <laughs> but if there, is, if there is a quarterback and a team that can that can be okay with it it is jimmy g like it's not baker mayfield that's been like it's jimmy he's it's a cool guy right. i know him he's super cool yeah, <laughs> you don't not, like no he's just like yeah it's low maintenance it's not something crazy trey lance and, and jimmy g are well spoken in the media um yeah. they're just i think if anyone could have them in camp and can work with a weird situation situation it's it's these three parties Lance, jimmy g right. and the Niners. yeah i see if, if, if i had to predict for now i think that he's going to get released at some point um, yeah i mean obviously i think i think trade is still out there it's it's up in the air but i think the favorite should be that he's going to get released at some point um it just makes a ton of sense i mean it, i think cleveland browns like you say it would be a great situation for cleveland if there's an extended amount of time say sean watson misses a whole year 12 games whatever the case may be Jimmy G is a great buffer, and at the same time, there is some incentive for him to go there, right? Obviously, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. Great O line, great running backs, you know, decent receiver is, um, you know, tight end. I mean, it's a good situation for him to be on a good team, show that he can be on a winner, and you know, produce wins, right? Um, so he's never going to be that, you know, guy that's going to be the reason why you win, but he's he can prove that he's not going to be the reason why you lose, I guess. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Jimmy G. Um, I guess the final thing is um, we just had the trade, uh, Nikhil Harry, um, oh, yeah. Patriots, 2019, uh, end of the first round pick. I think it was 31st, 32nd overall. Second receiver. receiver taken. 
Yeah, big receiver out of ASU, and that's the key. I think um, – so he got traded to the Chicago Bears, right? Um, I think this I like is that. a – yeah, I think this is a decent trade. Obviously, he's done. His time here at the Patriots is done. Uh, I don't yeah. think there's anything left for him to be there. But I think that the key here is that, you know, it's not a special weapon. It's not a big weapon. But once upon a time, this person had eye upside. And uh, Fields, he has some weapons, and the weapons, but the weapons that he do, does have, they aren't your typical, uh, you know, number one receiver size. Everything, right? You know, he's got Byron Pringle. He's got Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney's special, right? But he's not going to be your number one. He should be, you know, a solid number two, yeah. at least in, in, in my estimation. So I think Nikhil Harry, at the very Commenting least, you get, an, you get another, yeah, you get another red zone option uh, for, yeah. for Fields. And, yeah, so. and it's a, it's a different type of body than Mooney. Mooney's a little more skinnier, slender, smaller guy. Um, uh, Harry's a little bigger, so it's a good, uh, good little variation there. Uh, seventh round right. pick, twenty twenty four too, I think, right? Um, right. Yeah, I think I think he requested a trade last year, last last off season too. So, and then he ended up Bill Belichick's like, nah, fuck you. I'm just yeah, Bill Belichick, motherfucker, on my yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, and then he he didn't do much this year. I liked him playing draft. Uh, right. But like we were talking before we recorded, the, the Patriots do not know how to draft receivers. They do not. No. Um, they could trade. They could. Tra- they could trade for them. But like right now, they do not know how to draft receivers. They could draft everything else. But receivers is not built out strongly right now. Um, but yeah, Bears. Right. I love. I love that. Get Justin Field. I've been. Oh, it hurts. It hurts to be a Justin Fields fan and have the weapons he has around him. But that's another. That's a good. That's a, that's something. That's something. It's not. It's not nobody. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit more. Uh, it's a low uh, risk uh, move. Yeah, shot in the dark. That's first down. round pick. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah. So, so we'll see how that goes. Um, transitioning into NBA. Um, obviously, this is we're a few weeks uh, removed here, but Warriors. Warriors won the championship, obviously, but we wanted to talk about um, Steph Curry and what that means for his legacy. And I'll let you start this off. Where is Steph Curry now after the championship uh, in your all-time rankings? Where you where do you got Curry at? So I'm not going to be too bold. I probably had Curry top 30, top top 25 before this this win uh, in the finals and MVP that finals MVP. Come on now, right? Um, I'll I'll take him top 10. Uh, order doesn't matter. He's probably between seven and 10. Um, but here's the names I have probably before him. Uh, Jordan, LeBron, Bird, Wilt, Kobe, Shaq, Magic, Kareem. And he's probably sitting at nine, maybe. Duncan's probably at ten. You could swap, switch, swap him. Um, but yeah, top ten locked in, I think for sure, man. He's a lockdown shooter. Um, he, he's just he's a baller, a winner. It took a couple years to get going, but I think if he wins another chip, which is totally possible, the thing with this team, they didn't go right. all in this year to like sell their soul to win. They got Draymond that's aging a bit. They lost a couple pieces, but they got some more pieces in. They got a, a threesome of young trio, like, ballers coming in. Um, we'll see how well they do, Kaminga and uh, Wiseman especially. But they didn't sell their soul to win this year, so they can, they're can they built to last. And and Curry's right. not, like, an athletic freak, and he's not going to age badly. He's going to age pretty good, um, I think. Um, but if he wins another one, I could see him replacing Shaq, Kobe, Bird maybe. And getting up to top seven, top six, um, right? Um, yeah, top. Yeah, if he wins the ship, I'm, I'm, I can swap out maybe Kobe and Shaq for him. Get into that that seven, eight, six spot. Uh, maybe Magic too. Get, um, but top top nine for sure for me. What you got? I got. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not too far off. I think I I think I got Curry probably to start off the next ten. I, I got him probably around ten to twelve, ten to thirteen. Um, and for me, it's just the talent. Okay, so that he's got the four titles, but obviously he's got you know he's had a tremendous amount of talent around him as well. Kevin Durant, you, immediately you got to remove that whatever happened that that year. I mean, obviously he wasn't even the best player on the team at that point. Kevin Durant was definitely the best player on the team. But for me, what what keeps me from putting him above you know a lot of these players, Shaq, Kobe, Duncan, uh, you know, uh, Will. Even Elijah one, like it and Bill Russell, it's hard for me to put him under when he's never contributed that much on defense, right? He's never yeah. been on an all B defensive team. He's never been even, you know, close to that. He's I don't I mean I don't want to say he's a huge liability on defense because he's not. No, but he's not. He's but he's not, you know, he's not a Brian I mean, earlier, Duncan. 
Early in his career, yeah. he a little bit was, but recently he's been pretty good defensively. Not like outstanding or like like he's not been liability, but earlier a little bit. But this this past three or four years, yeah. Right, and 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 then to compare, I mean, he's had great seasons, right? Obviously, but if you even take all of his great seasons, right here, he's had eight All NBA, eight All Star uh, seasons. However, all these other guys are having eighteen, fifteen. All NBA, all defense. I mean, complete players for yeah. X amount of time, right? So yeah. obviously, Curry is climbing fast. If, he, like you mentioned, if he continues to trend, continues to win, um, you know, without the likes of Kevin Durant, him being clearly the best player, like he was, he was very special this this last uh, finals run, right? Averaging yeah. 35, 36 points. 30, I think it was like thirty six point seven on the road in Boston, uh, something crazy like that. He's definitely trending up, but he hasn't quite. I mean, done. I mean, he hasn't done it for long enough at that top peak, being the best player on that team, and all this and that, for long enough for me to put him over the likes of a, you know, a Shaq, Will, Bird, those type of guys just yet. If he continues to do so, I definitely can't. I can't ignore it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think he's just. I get what you're saying with defensive all-round game, but he's just such an offensive powerhouse that I can right. give him some slack on the defensive end. Like I'm cool with him not being the lockdown defender or being just as good as a defender as as LeBron or Michael Jordan, whatever. Kobe, right. yeah, he was pretty, actually, he had a couple all, all, all defensive teams, right? Um, so, 12. Yeah, but, like, he's not getting those, those really, 12? Jesus. Yeah, 12. 12. He was um, a mon- Kobe was a monster in the beginning yeah. of his, I mean, he was, he was nice. What was uh, I going with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was I going with that? I lost my train of um, but yeah, so he didn't like score. He did not have during 33, 34 points per game like Kobe did or Michael Jordan. Um, right. But he goes through these, these these like super saiyan modes in the game where he goes on like a 12, 14 point scoring spree. And that that's that's just a game changer. And then sometimes the Warriors has been so good that he doesn't even play the fourth quarter, you know, especially the year with Kevin Durant. Right. Um, so he wasn't able to get, get the numbers that he maybe should have. Um, but like those little ga- those in game moments that like if you're watching the games and like or the highlights you you know that's like a game changer that's that's what Curry is and I'm kind of basing my stuff off of like NBA like I don't know how to explain this not like numbers per se and like championships right. but kind of just like game changers and kind of Curry has just changed the, the eye game. test yeah, exactly yeah. or yeah he's just changed just, the game he's he's kind of like he made that game like you know Allen Iverson kind of changed the game too right right um but Curry yeah he's brought a new evolution to basketball and that's what if if you had if you had to create a NBA Mount Rushmore Steph Curry should be on that somewhere he should be one one of the guys he in terms of impact in the game he's yeah the impact of the game greatly right just like Michael Jordan Allen Iverson Kobe's of the world uh Kareem Magic all these guys that impacted the game greatly right um, so yeah, you got him at nine. Uh, I got him right after you. I think the reason why we have him so high and I have him so high is because he's, you know, obviously he hasn't produced on the defensive level, but he's so tremendous on the offensive end where you cannot continue, you can't ignore it where you have to continue to have him climb. I just want to get to a point where he's had 12 of those seasons of those great offensive yeah. seasons. Then it's like, okay, you know, we, we, we have to move him up, but okay. So we got Curry there. Uh, let's get into the draft. There's a lot to discuss. A lot to discuss about your Sacramento Kings. Don't tell me My. the bullshit that is not. Don't give me the bullshit that is not your. Those are your boys. Those I had a couple days. I told Don earlier when the draft was happening, especially <laughs> in the second round, that I wasn't a Kings fan anymore, and I was just done with them. You can't leave your team. I might have overreacted. I might, I might have been a little emotional. I was furious. I was tweeting yeah. <laughs> a storm of a fury of anger treats because they were being so cheap, and but we'll talk about that later. But uh, I, I'm I am a Kings fan still. So let, let's let's when I am let's let's go through and um, I'll read off the, the top ten picks, um, and then after that we'll discuss values and whatnot. First pick, uh, Um going into the draft. Everybody pretty much up until the last couple of days or week. Thought it was going to be Jamar yeah. Smith out of Auburn, um, yeah. but we knew Ventura was special. We knew that what he produces on the offensive level. We um, love Ventura. I didn't make sense to me that he was supposed to go third this like whole time and up until like the night before the draft. Like Ventura was good. Like that's a star. That's like young. Oh yeah. 
It's like Young Melo. Uh, I love his offensive game. But uh, yeah, never mind. Go ahead. No, yeah, Ben. So Ben Chero, yeah, he's there. There definitely was, even though there was a last minute pivot, there definitely was too much uh, restriction or kind of a negative reaction in terms of him going number one because it made sense in terms of probably what the Magic need. They needed kind of that star power, someone that can you know give you know great offense, produce his own offense as well as get others involved as well. Uh, I love number two, his passing ability. Love his passing. Slender Man, Chet Holmgren. Those are those were my top two players. I think we we discussed that. Those are my top two players because I was always kind of you know fading Jabari Smith a little bit. But those are one, two, and then you got Jabari Smith at three. So we knew that they were going to be those are going to be the top three players. It was just a matter of what order. Right? Where, yeah, a little sw- little switch there. Um, I think Thunder were kind of locked in on Chet for a while. Uh, yeah, they made their decision, so they did. They didn't. As you, I like that they kind of stuck there, didn't kind of flirt with the whole Jabari idea. Rockets got Jabari. Your Kings got Keegan, which we'll get to. Um, Jaden Ivy, um, who was rumored to go to the Kings for a long time, largely rumored to be the you know the fourth best overall player in the draft. Uh, we got Benedict Mathurin. We got Shaden Sharp, who you know just kind Number of his value just kind of sustained, even though he didn't play. Uh, yeah, and interesting enough, he hyped, he ramped it all back up, and then he got hurt. That's what's the uh, number one. Uh, get to that number one uh, high school number next year. Name coming out of high school. That's what happens. Guaranteed, oh, yeah. locked top ten. Get that number one, baby. Get that number one high school prospect coming out of the, your high school class, and you're locked number ten, no matter what you do. Point proven in, in Shane and Sharp, and Wiseman. Right. So we'll we'll see. So Dice. I mean, he obviously got hurt, but we'll see if Shane and Sharp how long he's going to be on the Blazers, right? Um, I'm sure that they yeah. would like to push the envelope. They paid all that money to Lillard. Um, they've got some other pieces. We'll see, you know, if they long term or he's going to be a, inevitable that he's going to be traded for something else. We got G League God, uh, Dyson Daniels, um, and then we got Jeremy Sokin uh, from uh, to the Baylor from Baylor going to the Spurs. We got Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin going to the Wizards, topping off the top ten. Um, so now that we got the top 10 out there, let's talk about best fits or best value. Who's your guy? What did you like in terms of that was my favorite pick right there? Best fit was probably Benedict Matherin out of Arizona, going number six for the Pacers. Um, young rebuilding team. He's a second year player, a sophomore player out of Arizona. Uh, but this fits perfectly next to Halliburton. Halliburton's kind of a pass first guy, not as athletic as as most of your most of your modern day players um sneaky athletic he's lo- more long um but Ben Matherin is explosive kind of like that JD Jaden I a little little taller uh shooting guard um but he can knock down a three he's good defensively he's a slasher which is perfect for Halliburton's game um I just love that pairing with getting your your backcourt locked down in Halliburton and and Benning Matherin I was a little more proponent of Kings drafting him maybe going back to the sixth spot and getting like right. a, a Duarte and Matherin over Murray. Like, I would love that. Kings aren't that deep like getting two players. So, and, and he's been balling out in the summer league right now. Um, he's been playing 22 minutes and averaging 20 points pretty much in the summer league. Uh, it's almost, almost a minute, a point a minute. And he has low turnovers in the summer league. He's been balling out. I like what I see out of Matherin so far. And, it, and it, pretty much what I saw. Um, out of this college tape. And best value, I'll probably have to go with Jalen Duran, 13th overall to the Pistons. Um, mm-hmm. I would have picked him top eight, top nine. Um, and, um, yeah, top t- uh, yeah, top 10. Johnny Davis, I wouldn't pick with the Wizards. I would have picked. If the tr- Kings would have traded back so far down, I would have picked um, Jalen Duran, kind of put him with some bonus. Uh, but, yeah, he's athletic. Uh, what you thought. I don't know if you remember what Willie Colley Stein was coming out of Kentucky. Just a lob threat. He's a slasher too. So and he pairs well with what they got in Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. Um, right. Well, Cade Cunningham's a little pass overall, can do everything a little bit, but I think that's a great pick because they got younger too. They made a couple of trades pre-draft, traded away um, their small forward to or power forward to the Blazers. And this is pretty much what they got. They got Jalen Duran for trading away. What's his name? Can't think of it. The Blazers got uh, got the dread and ponytail. So. Anyways, uh, Jalen Duran, best value. I love that. Uh, what you got for your your best fit and uh, value? 
Uh, maybe, not, maybe not the best value, uh, but just kind of, I guess, commingling the two because it's not that much value. It's just the next pick, but the best fit for me. And I think we, we're kind of the opposite on this because we talked about this. I think, I believe we do. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I like Jaden Ivey to the Pistons. I like the athletes. I like that fit for that backcourt and the future prospects of that backcourt. I think a lot of how you feel about, um, uh, Banchero and his, you know, playmaking ability as well as his offensive production. That's how I feel about Cade Cunningham. I don't know if he's going to be the star that some of us thought what he was going to be, but I like him next to Jaden Ivey. I think Jaden Ivey's a dog, much like, you know, uh, a John Morant, right? Probably not quite that level of athleticism because it's kind of tough to put anybody on that, on that even, on that, in that space. But I like Jaden Ivey's athleticism. I like his ability to slash and get open in, in combination with Cade Cunningham and, with, yeah. and just kind of pairing those two long-term. And 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 Jaden Ivey can score too. He's not just somebody who's just slash. I mean, he there was yeah. a certain time where he was putting up 25, 24, 23, 25, you know, twenty six. Um, so I, I I like that pick. I like him falling uh, to the Five. Detroit Pistons. Yeah, Jaden Ivey. I, I was in, that's a weird spot with me and him. Um, he's an elite to me. He's an elite runner and jumper. Not so much a basketball player, you know. Yet, like he he doesn't have the best feel for the game. Um, great dunker, um, hasn't got the ability to kind of dribble in a crowd and kind of uh, knock down the three yet. But once he does, like all the tools are there, like, you know, the jumper and runner right. is part of basketball. Um, but once he gets that, that dribble down and, and has a feel for the game, funny, um, he's not going to have to be like a point guard first. Cause that's Kate Cunningham's, um, job. Exactly. But he's got to play off of Cunningham. It's a good fit. Like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good fit. Uh, yeah, and it's not, he got, he got not in bad that, value. Yeah. Like I would, he's definitely a top five pick with this, with this draft. Um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense where he went, and yeah, I like that. But I, I think, think more, yeah, of a, I just, I, more of an athlete right now, which exactly you, can, you could turn yeah. to a basketball player. Yeah, I, I think this is a good fit, like you said. I think Kate Cunningham could take a lot of pressure on him in terms of not having to have the ball make those you know high basketball IQ decisions uh, at least early on as he learns to be a basketball player instead of an athlete. Right? Um, I think those things can be taught. Uh, those things can be learned over time. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with that backcourt. But as of right now, on paper, I'm excited about that combination and the <clears> long-term <throat> prospects there. So I think the Pistons uh, definitely have um, two solid players. So let's go to the um, the worst value of the worst pick, the pick that you didn't like uh, in the draft. Um, I, I'm not too hot on what the Thunder did. Chet made sense. You had to pick one of those three guys. I, made, I couldn't make the argument from Jabari Smith, but Chet. He's good. Um, he's great defensively. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins Defensive Player of the Year, to be honest, this year. Like, he is great defensively. Um, it's a little skinny, so he might get kind of knocked around a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, he, uh, I'm not as hot on him offensively yet. Right. But uh, defensively, yeah. But uh, they had picks 11 and 12, or they had picks 12, and they traded three picks away to get the 11th overall pick to the New York Knicks. And got a player I do not like really, not really a great basketball player. And this uh, guy out of the New Zealand, I think he's from French though, plays out of New Zealand, Usman Dang. Um, he traded a lot to get that pick. It doesn't make sense. I'd, I'd rather pick Jalen Duren there or Tar- right. Tari Eason or maybe AJ Griffin, maybe. And then Jalen Williams, it's all right. But they just had so much, they traded so much value and had so much value going into the draft. They didn't get much out of it. Um, Chet Holmgren, like I said, Solid pick. I like that. But they had two more picks. They had three picks in the top 12, and they came out of it. Not, I'm not so impressed with that draft haul. Um, so I think Thunder will probably just come out of the draft for me. Um, Wizards, too. They, they haven't had impressive drafts the past couple of years. Johnny Davis, um, Ryu, Hachimura, and then there's another guy, too, that is just been meh. Like, they don't really draft that. They kind of like draft like the Kings, kind of more like proven four-year players, three-year players. And, but the thing is with the Wizards, they're picking more between 10 to 14 than the Kings are picking 6 to, like, 9. Um, but, yeah, Thunder, Wizards, meh, uh, kind of whatever. Thunder, they have so much assets, and they could have done a little better. Nice, yeah. So, um, for me, I, I think just – I think I spoke about him earlier. Shane Sharp, um, I didn't like the fit. I didn't like the pick. Uh, for me, it, it to me, it felt like, I mean, slightly different, but it felt like the Blazers have been here before in terms of getting a combo guard, getting a guard that can come in, 
score, get buckets alongside Damian Lillard, right? If in theory you're going to keep him, they've been here before. I think I would like to have gotten someone that's more has a long term prospect of being an all around guard. Um, his, there's obviously a, the level of opportunity on the defensive end, it's hidden sharp, but where his shine is or where his, you know, um, his, uh, future or what, what am I trying to say here? Val- Where he value. Produces, his value is, is on the offensive side in theory, right? Yeah. And being able to play make, get his, create his own offense, whatever the case may be. So I, I didn't love the pick there for the Blazers. Um, yeah, obviously, I, I if you, yeah, if you if you feel that you're going to move him, by all means do so, and that was the best value, I guess it's an okay range. But I, I, in all honesty, if you're going to keep him, I don't like the fit. I don't like yeah. the fit. It's a little redundant to Anthony Simmons, Simons, Simmons or Simons, Anthony Simons. He's an offensive power horse, yes. um, right? Um, and Shaden Sharp, he, he he's, he's supposed to be that too. Um, probably a month or two ago, I was probably just fucking lead caboose of the Shaden Sharp train. I I, I wanted him to go top <laughs> yeah, five. Yeah. Uh, the, the draft process played out, and I'm, I'm and I'm like, ugh, ugh, Sharp is not showing as much as I thought he would. He's kind of just hiding yeah, a lot. Yeah, text. You were texting me like, oh uh, yeah, you could take Sharp out. I was like, all right, yeah. I'll take him out. Yeah, and, guys and going for the Kings. Exactly. Going forward, I would have picked Dyson Daniels. He won't pick. Uh, he got picked the uh, one pick behind Sharp with the Pelicans. I would have picked him. Exactly. He's exactly what you're talking about. More of an all-round guard, a ball distributor. Um, he's a six eight tech, like pretty much point forward. Um, a little younger, came out of the G League, but Dyson Daniels, he's got, he, he's got all the tools. Um, that's another player I wanted the Kings to target if they were going to trade back. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that top seven. It's a little, it's a little rich for Shaden Sharp, especially after him hiding all draft process. But um, <laughs> exactly, yeah. good word. We'll see. He's kind of like he's kind of like um, how maybe the Cavaliers will treat Wiggins. Um, when they got LeBron, you know, kind of like as a trade trade tool. Well, they, I, I'm sure I don't know if they knew they were going to get LeBron at the time, but um, right. So let we'll let's see. see before we close out the draft. Let's talk about you know what the Kings did at least at the uh, uh, at the four. Let's let's talk about we got to talk about Keegan Murray now that you've had the opportunity to digest it all. Um, those you don't know, Keegan Murray uh, out of Iowa, um, he was selected fourth overall by the Sacramento Kings. And the so let's let's give him his flowers first. So Keegan Murray was a great, probably what maybe definitely top three college players last year. Yeah. Um, however, the the uh, issue with Keegan Murray obviously is that, you know where's the potential because he's you know substantially older than his contemporaries in that first ten, right? I believe he's going to start the season basically at twenty two, uh, while you have other guys that are you know nineteen, definitely you know twenty or, or twenty or under. So. Um, in terms of fit, in terms of, you know, where they got him being weeks later in the draft, what you've seen in summer league, how do you feel about the Kings getting Keegan Murray fourth overall? A little more optimistic now, to be honest. Um, but I still would prefer to, to trade back. Um, it was, I was okay with Murray. I, I just wanted to trade back. Four was such an ugly spot. Matherin, as we talked about, and Daniels, Dyson Daniels, and even, uh, Jalen Duran, were fans I was targeting when I traded back and get more assets. Kings needs to get assets, build for the future. They're still stuck in winning now, which is just whatever to me. But it was a perfect <laughs> fit. Like it, it fit perfectly. I get. I understand all the all the uh, Keegan Murray fans. It was just it just fit perfectly. They needed a uh, a wing that can score, that could defend. Um, that was a little bit more ready to play white when it hits the floor because he's been out of the high school for like three or four years already during 22. Um, so I understand where they were coming from. Um, and, and he's shown a lot more in the summer league than I've seen in his college shape. He scored probably 50% more off the dribble in the summer league than he did in his last year of Iowa. Like I, I just right. read that stat and that's not what I saw. Like that's what I saw out of Iowa, like he wasn't scoring off the dribble, and he's dribbling. He's getting his little moves, his little like one-two dribbles, fade away, post up, kind of like cutting, running without the ball, kind of like Clay Thompson curl shooting. Like you didn't really see all that in Iowa, but it's coming to life now, and I could see the optimistic view with uh, Kings fans. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not like these guys think they want to build a statue outside of. Uh, 
outside yeah. of uh, Golden One Center already. Uh, like, let's slow it down. He can't dribble right now. Like, he, he his dribble as is, is loose as hell. He can't. He could do like a one, two, three dribble, little fade away, but he he's not gonna blah 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 blah. blah. Like it's it's gone. Oh. <laughs> which is which is it's all right. He's a he's a rookie, but he's supposed to be a uh, ready to play. Which it's all right. Two or three years of uh, yeah. of uh, of uh, yeah. What am I saying? Two or three years of uh, experience. No. Um, King King's lifestyle. No, uh, no, you don't want that. Um, not process. Anyways, give him two or three years yeah. of work, I guess you would say, and he, he'll get there. And I'm optimistic. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to trade Harrison Barnes because he's kind of like blocking his 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 playing position because he's more of a four than a three. But uh, I see it. I see it. I'm not a hater. I'm more hating on okay. the Kings. They had two second round picks, 35 and like 47, and they traded away for cash and like future seconds that we'll never see that's what i was mad at and like you, if you're a king's yeah. team if you're a low market small market team you need to hit on the second rounders so you can't you can't like push them like that's what that's what the money's made at like you can't just trade them away for nothing you gotta like bring in value get value where other teams don't see value because you're not gonna get free agents you gotta hit on those second rounders and maybe like if they're a player or two like anthony simmons or something like that or like uh, uh kyle kuzma the Pelicans, Kuzma, the Pelicans guard, Herbert, Herb, Herb uh, what's his face? Um, and use him as a trade chip. But they just traded away for cash because I think they're broke or something. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. I don't see the value. So, yeah. yeah so let's, let's, um, so we're at the 42 mark. So we're getting, we're getting pretty late. So let's, let's just briefly talk about what things that we liked um, really quick and, and something that we didn't like in free agency. Um, what, so I'll, I'll give, I'll give some Kings credit since we beat them up a little bit. I, for the small, you know, the few moves that they made, I think that the Kings realized that they needed to increase the three-point shooting. That's yeah. where the NBA is at. They needed more shooting. That's where the NBA is at. They needed more shooting. So that what they do, traded for Kevin Herter uh, from Atlanta, who's pretty much was kind of probably not the odd man out, but you know, he's got to be probably more maximized on the Kings in the Kings rotation. Um, and then getting a baller like Lake Bunk, I was hoping that the Lakers can find a way to keep him on the low, but smartly, you know, he left for a little bit more money. Um, and probably maybe a bigger opportunity. Um, so I, I like that for the Kings. They realized that they needed to increase the three-point shooting. And both of them shot around 39 to 40% last year um, and, and, uh, behind the arc. So I like that for the Kings um, and then kind of, I guess, building in the effort of building both of our teams up. I like that the Lakers somewhat learned their lesson in terms of signing guys that are younger, more athletic, you know, have more versatility. Uh, bringing in guys like um, Lonnie Walker, Troy, Bo- Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant, Damian Jones, guys with, that have potential to, you know, get better as, you know, as they're playing. Um, and they just have just athleticism, they have versatility. You're not these older guys that are very limited, that may have a, a niche of what they can do good, uh, but they don't have, they, they, they can't contribute across the board. They don't play defense with it. They don't do this. They don't, you know, have that. So um, I like what the Lakers did there in terms of changing those those habits and understanding yeah. that they fucked up last year. Uh, what about you? Some things, I, and I also like really quick. And I, I got. I mean, the Clippers obviously John Wall's done, but to get John Wall on the team, a motivated John Wall, I think there's still something left in the tank. Um, I think that's key. If John Wall was going to be playing for you know some other team, and he was the guy, uh, but now that you get him on a team where he's going to be the third or fourth guy in terms of you know putting someone on him, guarding him. Um, yeah, that can that can be scary in theory if you can stay healthy and you can get a motivated John Wall. And then finally, um, I like Brogdon to the clip. I mean, to the Celtics. I like that move. Probably took yours, but I like that move. Yeah, I'll let you, yeah, I'll let you take my, my, my hand I, motion. So with the Celtics, it wasn't really a frigid move, but it was during the frigid period. Yeah. And uh, right, they they solidified what they kind of lacked in the finals. Kind of needed more ball handlers because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown couldn't really handle the ball that well. Um, Marcus Smart was pretty much the only ball handler, uh, and uh, uh, not Colby White really, but it, it kind of mimics their move that they had with with uh, White last year. Uh, just getting more depth, um, another ball handler who can uh, score, distribute. Uh, I, I love that move. It's might be a little underrated, but it's, it's it might be the difference maker going forward. It's the only issue he's injured or injured often but he could be something he could be a difference maker into the playoffs and then my other is nothing special or or outstanding but it's just a bucks 
Um, Ingles, they got Ingles for the the low uh, a shooter, knockdown shooter, surround him with uh, Drew Holiday, Giannis, and they locked down Portis again. A little hefty on the contract was like four years, forty four million, but it, they he brings that Draymond Green mentality. Um, not 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 comparing players, just that mentality, kind of like right, the, right, right. The the, the beef and uh, kind of just that mean guy on the court at the time. And he's a good player, though. He rebound, he rebounds. He can knock down the three. Um, didn't do really much, but I just didn't really fuck up anything. Uh, but yeah, those are two teams I had. It wasn't really a clear winner to me. Really, that was an outstanding winner. So it's kind of hard picking the teams. But uh, I like what Celtics did. That was Brogdon. They didn't really give up much. They gave up a first rounder and Aaron Nesmith, who could be a three point specialist going forward, and then like two or three like end of the roster guys. But uh, for what they paid, I like it. Yeah, and, and they realize that this is their window. This is this window yeah. to win now. You see the no, Jazz, um, they're blowing they're blowing their shit up, but Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um we'll see. So I feel like well the Jazz is like that was such a good price you can't deny that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They probably was like, fuck, you really have them. I got are you sure? Oh you sure all right. Well I was gonna run it back, but fuck it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll touch, touch on that right now. So, but for, for that, there wasn't, I mean, in terms of what I hated, I mean, I, I didn't like the Knicks get it paid that much for Brunson. I think we're both on the, on the line of that, right? I believe that that's probably what you're going to pay. We've had these conversations, but I mean, probably a little bit much. And then the Warriors, uh, you just mentioned Otto Porter, right? Otto Porter, Gary Payton, I think, and there's another guy too. I, I, they, was, they got uh, the, the Kings, one of the Kings guys, Dante. Vincenzo. I like him though. They yeah, but I would have liked them to keep one of the two in Peyton or Porter. I would have liked to keep one of them. I think those are great. Those are two players that that definitely contribute in terms of ancillary help, in terms of the stretch run, and in the playoffs too. Otto Porter was uh, one of the glue. He was like, like you said, Draymond Green light. He was great in terms of defense, rebounding, yeah. hitting the open threes. Um, yeah. So I just think I, I think Dante and Otto Porter would be a seamless transition. Uh, but Gary Payton, that's a sticky fart. Uh, but they do have Kaminga, yeah. who's got all the tools to be that player. A little bigger, but I think he does. And then Moody, too. Like, um, he's more of a shooter. Yeah. But. but the key was, they did the right thing. The key was, they knew that damn well they had to bring back Looney, and they, and they got it done, got the deal done ASAP, too. Um, so then we have the Rudy Gobert trade. Um, let's talk about let me, what happened. Let me, right? let, me, let, me, let me talk on one of my losers real quick. Um, I was going to say the Nets shit show. Um, nah, it's not their fault. It's more like Durant and Kyrie, but um, they sold out on them, and we'll see what the hell's going on. They didn't do anything. I'm sure they couldn't really do anything with free agency. They signed Bills and uh, TJ Warren. Uh, we'll see going forward what to do, but it's not looking good for them, to say the least, depending on what they got in Durant. Looks like the price is pretty high for Durant. Rightfully so. Um, both Irving, I don't know, like what the returns they would get from the Lakers is just disgusting. Um, it, uh, yeah, uh, they, I don't know what they're going to do. They're, they're just, yeah, they're sticky situations at least. Um, but got Ben Simmons. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> hey, yeah. as a Laker fan, I'm like, yo, come on over. We're like, look at the Nets. Like, hey, dog, you better take this I, one pick. I can't believe he's <laughs> Irving to the Lakers for what they're offering is like the Niners getting Trent Williams for like a third round pick. That's what Trent Williams got. Yep. And, yeah, because he had leverage and like everything, but it's like it's wild. It's the best tackle in offense for a third round pick. Yeah, yeah, man. <clears throat> so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, before we get to Rudy Gobert, we'll, we'll stay that's on there because these are our last two NBA items. What are your what is your prediction on Kyrie and um and KD in terms of this? KD both stay one goal. I don't know. It's gonna be a while. I don't really see Durant going within the Nets, even though. I hate I hate this trend in basketball this past ten years or whatever. He just signed a four year contract and now he's just like, uh, I'm good. Yeah, like what the fuck, bro? Come on. Yeah, uh, but I I mean I to, to his to his defense, I mean he's got like I mean I'm sure he signed with the intention that Kyrie would be all the way in, and then COVID happened. Now Kyrie's like telling people that. Oh, you know, I'm on my time. I'm not going to do the, the vaccine and this, that. And so he didn't sign expecting all those things to happen. He signed 
you know, he sat the year, COVID happened, Kyrie doubled down on his, like, It's, it's kind of wild to me, like, the earth was such a big, such a big commitment. Like, how did Durant not know that was going to happen? It's not like, did he always, did he sign with the COVID? COVID? No, like, COVID was happening, right? And then Kyrie and Durant, so was it before COVID even happened? It was before, because remember KD, KD signed in, at the end, at the end of 2019, at the, after the end of the, after the 2019 season, then he sat all the 2019 oh, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like, hey, hey, yeah. Kyrie, hey, before I sign with you, Kyrie, what if a, uh, a, 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 bat, a virus <laughs> took, took over the world? Would you take the vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, all right. I'm kind of mixed up. But, uh, but um, Durant. Yeah, it's sticky. I don't, I don't know. The, the, so what the rumors are, the price is high, which it should be. Uh, I think yeah. between the Suns and the Heat, and my thing, I think the Suns c- can get it done. They got a lot of good pieces that they could trade. Um, and he wants to go there for some reason. It's funny, Durant always always wants to go to a top two team in the playoffs this yeah. year. Uh, yeah, I mean, the key is, the, the key is DeAndre Aiden, right? Because there's teams out there that want to, uh, I think it was Indiana Pacers, that teams that want to sign him to that, you know, qualifying offer that forces basically they would be out. In terms of being able to trade with Kevin Durant, um, I don't have the exact you know methodology of the numbers of why it won't work. But basically, if someone sign them, then pretty much locks them into that yeah. into that financially and for the cap, so they can't trade we, for them anyways. Yeah, you got to be committed to that um, number. Um, so, yeah, Durant, uh, Durant, actually going to the Suns and Irving. I think he just might stay, man, and they might just run it back with him or something. I, I just don't see if the Lakers get him. Come on! And if it's not the Lakers, if it's not the Lakers, then I don't know who else it would be. And I just don't see it that I don't know. Just that's a cheap price. Yeah, good for you, but good for the Laker fans and everything. But like, it's so it's so um, cheap for Russell Westbrook in a first round pick. Like, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I don't. I think it goes back to kind of um, damn. What's the player that we had? Um, Baker Mayfield or someone? If the and then the right situation, this is not a comparison of talent, but more the mentality. Under the right situation, under the right people, I think the Lakers, like you said, Lakers is the only team that makes sense. Where Kyrie, they'll get a motivated Kyrie. Kyrie that wants to, like, prove everybody wrong, wants to win, wants to do all those types of things, right? I don't think it doesn't make sense. I think the price is only cheap because they others know that they'll get probably the best version of Kyrie in L.A. with LeBron. That's where he actually wants to be. If he goes somewhere else... I don't. I mean, it might be a shit show there too. It might, you know, get broken down. I can't see that happening in LA with LeBron and, and him destroying the culture and, and all those things. I can't see that happening. Um, obviously, there's always gonna be a risk because the dude's a weirdo. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, we'll see what happens to Kyrie. Hopefully, hopefully the Nets like they ultimately just pull their pants down so the Lakers can just do what they want to do. And give me, give me Kyrie. Give me Kyrie. Stop it. Uh, um, Somehow, someway, so, Lakers fucking always fucking winners. Speaking of uh, trade, um, trade rate, basically, Rudy Gobert, we got Rudy Gobert going to the Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, uh, Leandro B, uh, Balmero, I don't even know who that is, Walker Kessler. Um, I love, I love Walker know, Kessler. Walker Kessler, he's, you know, the pick, 20, I think the 21st, 22nd pick on this draft. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, 2023 first round pick, that, 2025 first round pick, 2026 swap pick swap, um, 2027 first round pick, 2029 first round pick. Um, and I'd have to look and see, you know, where the protection is on all of these. Uh, but I would imagine 2003, 2023 all, first round pick won't mean shit. All the picks are unprotected for sure, yeah. Well, yeah, 2023. I mean, I mean, some of that in the front end might be good, right? So it's not pushed back, right? 2023 yeah, yeah, yeah. first round pick. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna mean shit. 2025 20s. probably gonna be nothing. Um, um, but yeah, I think this is we're in agreement that this is obviously a deal that Utah Jazz probably won the fence in terms of what they should do with the team. This kind of was it. It's it, it swung them in the right direction. Like, okay, we have to take this offer. Yeah. They're gonna give us four, what, one, two, three, four, five picks. Like yeah, seven, with seven, eight trade assets or draft assets. Yeah. Um, they, they I mean, the players are going to be gone. They're going to be dropped. Patrick yeah. Beverly, DC. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably going to be released, but 
uh, or traded, whatever the case may be. But Kessler and the picks, they're going to be there. Yeah, I like Kessler a lot. Um, I thought he would go a little later in the draft, but team saw what I saw. So they picked him 20th. She, I, he could have been picked like 15th, and I wouldn't have been cool with it. Uh, I think he's going to be really good defensively. Um, but the Jazz overpaid, and it's, it's not for a special player. It's not like for someone that's going to change a series. Um, it's going to be good defensively. And it says they're all in on Andy Edwards, in which they should be a little bit. I'm not sure if they chose the right player. Um, and they just lacked it. It makes sense a bit. It does make sense. Like, Cat uh, uh, is not a defensive powerhouse. Anthony Angelo Russell, definitely not a, a powerhouse defensively. And so it makes sense. I get it. But the league isn't a too big league right now. Um, that's why they like the Kings training for DeMont Savonis because you don't win with fucking centers right now. It doesn't really make sense. But it makes sense. Right. And maybe it's their difference maker. And it, maybe they're going to try to shift the league to that way and make the league adapt to them. Then, all right, that's a little forward thinking. I, I could see that. It, it makes sense if you want to be that forward thinking. Um, but they overpaid, in my opinion. Um, right. It's just – they're. They Ant is a superstar. I think he's a superstar. That's what they're saying to me right now. Um, but it's just a lot of draft capital, man. And Jazz could not turn it down. And they rightfully did so, but not turning it down because they said, We're not gonna win a championship with this team. They saw that, I saw that. Um, and they said if we wait a year or two, we're not gonna get this at thirty age thirty-two go bear, we're not gonna get this package. Um, so they pulled the trigger, and I applaud it for that. Being ballsy and not just being emotional and running it back with the same team. Like, yeah, switch it up a little bit. Like, you're, you're going to be stuck in that four to seven range for, like, the next five years. And who knows? You might get lucky. Not only, like, it's not like they're going to draft, like, these draft picks each year and not doing anything with them. Like, now they have draft capital to make a move and get, like, fucking a disgruntled star and do something with it. So love the jazz yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, I think I think uh, I guess the only good thing about the Wolves is that I think there truly was a need. I think defense was one of the biggest yeah. things that they needed. Interior defense. Cat is great offensively, but he's, he's a liability. He's trash on defense. I mean, he's going to get piped the stats in terms of rebounds, but in terms of defenses, efficiency, defensive efficiency, um, yeah. obviously Rudy Gobert is going to provide that for them. Uh, they're actually 20, 24th in the league in terms of defensive points per game. Uh, bottom half, bottom actually bottom 10 in terms of rebounds per game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're trading for need, but they obviously overpaid. That's where, where we're at. So let's transition. Uh, we're almost at our mark. Let's transition really quick. Let's talk about MLB trade deadline. Um, as we know, MLB trade deadline is one of the wildest deadlines in sports because when you throw out cap space, it's pretty much at the discretion of the teams in terms of what the owners are willing to pay for prospects and also overall salary, you know, Obviously, they're going to have to pay luxury taxes and whatnot, but it's pretty much an open check where people can really wheel and deal. So uh, speaking to that, the latest is that the best player, arguably the best player, probably the best player that's available or considered available, right? Everything's unofficial. Uh, but Luis Castillo has been lately rumored to go to the Dodgers, right? Obviously, there's a true need there for the Dodgers. He's the, the favorite there. We know Trevor Bauer's not coming, not coming to that door anytime soon. Uh, we know that. They've got Kershaw, but we know Kershaw and his durability issues as the season goes on. Um, we know that, obviously, Urias is going to be big time. He's shown that, but, you know, he's shown it for one or two years, but he's always shown that he's going to be big time. He's going to be there. Um, however, Walker Bueller, obviously, you know, he's on the 60-day uh, um, DL or IL. We'll see what he's able to contribute. He should be able to jump back in. Needless to say, though, they needed an additional starter, so it only makes sense there uh, getting Luis Castillo. However, my question for you, mainly for this, is that as of right now, the bullpen situation for the Dodgers. They got Craig Kimbrell uh, in which they got the offseason. I believe they traded for him. Um, and right now, I believe his ERA is about 4.6. Um, he has blown about, I think, about a handful of saves. Um, and every even the saves that he's getting, he's playing with fire every single time. So you're a Dodger fan, too. Fellow Dodger fan, as, as I might add. As yes, I am, too. Uh, yes, but do you think... Uh, do you think the, the Dodgers can stay status quo with their bullpen now? Meaning Craig Kimbrell, um, eventually what they get from Blake Trinidad when he comes back, um, uh, Dan Hudson, I, I believe we'll see what, when he comes back, I'll have to look at, you know, what 
that projects. Um, and it's obviously true. the emergence of Gratterall. I mean, what, do you think that they have to make a move? Uh, they got to. I think they should make a uh, another move for a bullet piece. It doesn't gotta be exactly a closer. Um, they'll have Blake Trinian, if I'm not wrong, yeah. coming back in a bit. Um, and they're more of a scenario situation by inning and by game type of. They don't have a setting closer, even though it might look like it with Kimbrel and Jansen. It, it it looks like it, but in my eyes, I think they they'll throw Gratterall. In the playoffs if they have to or they'll throw julio urius urius in the playoffs if they have to or something like that um so they just got to add another another bullpen arm i think and, and they'll have dustin may coming back and, and as a starter i'm all for them adding luis castillo too but there's like three or four untouchable guys i think they got to add or they, they can't touch uh if they could get him or like frankie montas or another step below for like their second tier prospects. I'm cool with it, but I don't want right. them sacrifice their top five pool to get um, Luis Castillo, which is more, I think in my eyes is more of a luxury pick a little bit. Um, when Bueller comes back to not Bueller, Bueller's out, right? Yeah, Bueller's out. Bueller's on a sixty day uh, DL right now. Yeah, so, so they'll get help. They're 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 a little devastated with the injuries and pitching um, areas, but they'll they'll bounce back. They've got a lot of injuries right now, but um, yeah, for they, sure. got guys, they, they got some back. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, what kind of catapult Luis Castillo was always going to be one of the top options, but you know, Frankie Montez from the A's, he had the injury um, a week or two ago. They were supposed to be kind of that two-headed dragon in terms of the top arms available. Uh, Frankie Montas was a pivoted. former Dodger prospect. We traded him and uh, um, a pitcher, another pitcher for uh, Rich Hill and J J J Reddick. What's his name? Uh, not J J Reddick. Um, <laughs> Three point shooter. The, the outfielder from the Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Josh Reddick. Yeah, that was a good yeah, trade. I remember, I remember Josh Reddick being on the A's. Yeah. Yep. J J yep. Reddick. For sure, and it's it's so it'll be interesting to see what some of these teams do. Um, Obviously, we have you know the, the I, I want war. I want the Giants to make some moves. I wrote some down some things. Pittsburgh, the Pirates, they have Brian Reynolds, the outfielder. Giants need some right. They the Giants are just they're so good, but they're so cheap, and I hate that for their fans. And then I know they're like rivals, and they won a lot of championships, but they are cheap. They're yeah. cheap for someone being so good. They're so right. cheap. Um, they could get Brian Reynolds is out for the Pittsburgh. They could get Sean Murphy. They need a catcher, um, or or uh, Contreras from the Cubs. Um, Joey yeah, Bart yeah. hasn't been as good. They sent him back to Triple A. He hasn't been as good as they thought they would be. Um, or Bet yeah. Um, get some life from the Giants. Like that's a good for the Dodgers. And like I, I showed up to that game seven, game five, playoff game with the Giants and Dodgers, and that's so good for the rivalry. Giants, a good Giants team is better for the league. I'm all for. A better league, so it's some life in the Giants. Come on, man! Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, an interesting team um, to look out for. Honestly, a fun team is on the AL East. Is the Baltimore Orioles, right? They've won nine games in a row. They're currently at five hundred. Um, it really tough sledding for them to continue this in that particular division. But there's been fun to watch. Fun to watch them over the last you know week or two. Them winning a lot of games, they're having a lot of fun. Um, I think. They could potentially make a move uh, for a pitcher, maybe a uh, – I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but that's a fun team to watch. So we'll see what happens, what develops for the MLB trade deadline. I think we're at the one-hour and three-minute mark, so we'll wrap it up and we'll kind of um, parlay and, and continue on with college football next segment. But, um, yeah, I think we did a good job of covering the NFL, what to expect. Obviously, fantasy will be wrapping up, guys, so we'll start to really produce our rankings. We put the quote out – or the – the story out there, the poll out there to see what rankings you guys want first. Uh, naturally, you guys pick quarterback rankings, so ideally we'd love to push out our quarterback rankings here soon. Thank you for rocking with us, rocking with your boys. Don here in L.A., Albert in Sacramento. Once again, it's always love. If you're watching it on YouTube, definitely hit that like or subscribe button. Um, if you're watching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, appreciate the love. Definitely subscribe there and continue to rock with your boy. Albert, before we close, you have anything else for 
Um, I, I have a new, I have a new computer, laptop coming, and a new mic, and maybe a little light situation. Sleep on us. So, so yeah, come on now, come on now, come on I, now. I, I got, I got a setup. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working with what I Let's got. Let's go. I'm working with what I <laughs> got. The the, this off season is is coming in hot. Some things are coming in. So, um, as good as I look right now, I'm gonna look better and sound better. Absolutely. And it's all for Absolutely. you guys. It's all for you guys. Um, so. That's hope it. you guys appreciate it because I'm, I'm excited for it absolutely getting better with every episode once again we appreciate all the support mm-hmm.